1: Hey, cheaters! I'm welcome to the Always Cheating podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are
0: you? Josh, the uh, theme is "Thank God It's Over," and I'll <laughs> leave it up to you whether I'm talking about game week eight or the U.S. presidential election. Um, I will say uh, the U.S. presidential election went a lot better for me than game week. Wait, was it game week seven? Game week eight. We are game eight week eight. See, yeah, yeah, I, I yep. can't even keep track anymore. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, I think the election went better for me than recent game weeks. Just, just broadly speaking. Um, so we we've got a lot to talk about here. Yeah,
1: I've got my I've got some champagne here though, so I am I'm toasting uh, to. Yeah. I don't even know. Well, let's just, let's just say I'm toasting. Okay. I'm toasting. I'm excited. And I'm, I'm very hungover after a full day of of celebrating yesterday. And I I forgot that the, uh, the late thirties, you know, I thought when I was in my twenties, I knew what a hangover was. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, but I forgot that when you're in your thirties, you can have two different kinds of hangovers. You can have the, (laughs) you can have the, I have a headache, you know, I just feel ill hangover. And then you can have the, I'm incredibly angry and I don't know why hangover. And <laughs> uh-huh. if you go back yeah. and look at my tweets today, it is just, it is just it like drips of derision. And I was like, later, like later on in the day, I was like, man, I was like, I was so angry this morning. And then I was like, all oh, right, I was hungover. You know, it's uh-huh. just, I just wasn't <laughs> feeling good. Yeah. And that, it is why, over. Yeah.
0: that is why the world has given us pizza in many different frozen formats (laughs) for early in the day you've got the pizza bagel because when pizza's on a bagel you can eat it any time for a a midday snack you get the pizza roll and in the (laughs) evening before you record the always cheating podcast just get a, a true blue pizza pie pizza will cure all that ails you in a situation like that josh
1: I think that's, I think that's very true. Uh, yeah. And I, I like all kinds as well. I do. Uh, I, I've gotten partial the Newman's own, uh, frozen pizzas. Brand. Oh God. Here we
0: go. Now we're, <laughs> now we're in podcast land right now talking about Paul yeah. Newman's frozen pizza. All right. Let, yeah. Let's, let's escape from this and, mm-hmm. uh, get to FPL. And let's today, Josh, I love you've set the theme for this podcast fitting for the international break. We've got, two weeks basically of relief from the FPL season. We're Mm going to have the always cheating early season FPL awards. I feel like we should be wearing tuxedos as opposed to I'm wearing a (laughs) cardigan with, a hole in each elbow right now that's that's how i've dressed up for the early season fbl awards
1: yeah i've got a cardigan on as well actually so i'm like 70 years old or older Uh, than
0: biden brandon Uh, (laughs) there you go there you go so uh where are we before we before we get to the uh before we just dive into the break and get in get into these frivolous awards where are we uh, terrestrially with Weight gay what's the score
1: yeah so we are we are through we are through game week eight. Uh, the uh, g- honestly the, the final 30 minutes of game week eight kind of saved my game week. I, I really um, was was really quite uh, you know what I'm gonna cut myself a little bit of slack because I was very distracted by the election the last several days and the deadline uh, came very early on Friday as I'm sure it caught some managers out there uh, without realizing it because I think it was especially because now it's 90 minutes. And so I think the deadline was like 11 a.m.
0: U.S. time on Friday. It's an odd time for Americans, for sure.
1: Super odd time. Lots of stuff going on. But I'm sure even across the world, right? What is that, like four o'clock in in England? So it was, you know, it was very early in the day. So I was debating a bunch of different things. And I feel like I ultimately pulled a 2019-2020 Brandon, which is that I just didn't make a decision and I talked <laughs> uh-huh. myself into the appeal of having two transfers. And uh-huh. um, I, if there is a theme for me this season, I think that has actually worked for me. It is to fix my weakest link. And mm-hmm. every time that I've had two transfers uh, so far this season, I've not done very well with them. The last time I had two transfers, I brought in Phil Foden. And I think, you know, <laughs> which is a complete disaster. And you know, I did that two weeks ago. So I didn't miss, I didn't even get the goal and assist, you know, from the previous two game weeks. Um, and I, you know, I, if I had just gone very simple, you know, route one, I would have brought in. I would have gone, uh, Sace to Kufal. That was the move I talked about on last week's podcast. That yeah. was what I was debating. And then I was like, well, maybe I can get by without it. You know, like maybe everything will be okay. And um, and it, it it wasn't. You know, and uh, <laughs> I got zero from Foden, zero from Sace, uh, zero from Stuart Dallas, the player I played instead. Uh, and I guess I ultimately did get two points off the bench. Um, from uh, from Basuma. Basuma, yeah. So, so you know, just uh, you know, you can get seduced by the lore of two free transfers. I mean, I guess the upside is I do have two free transfers now. Uh, so I was feeling pretty bad, and then I felt like I just kind of got a little silly with my. Uh, With my captain, um, you know, I just I should have gone Kane, which I'd done for like for three weeks in a row. I went Kane, and it was you know I was very happy with doing just doing that like the rest of the season practically. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I was like, oh, I should get Sun because he has these like double digit returns, and you know I almost got away with it. I mean, Sun had like a you know amazing chance. I think twenty minutes in, I mean, completely. Um I mean nobody around him. And he mm-hmm. took he took like nine touches, like which he never does. <laughs> He's normally so lethal in those moments mm-hmm. and it's very unusual for him to do that. And
0: Death um, by a thousand touches.
1: Yeah, it's just not a great not a great match for him in general. I thought he was a yeah. little slow, a little yeah. behind. And um, and so, you know, I have Kane, so it was fine. I mean, in the end, it's a six-point difference, not not like season-ending annoying, but it was just like, ugh, you know. And so, you know, right at the end, though, I got a clean sheet from Martinez, and I got a brace from Ollie Watkins. And suddenly, Watkins feels like a super valuable player to have in my team. Um, you know, he's on... You know, I've, I've got 20 points from him in the last two weeks. Um, he's available for just 6 million overall, 5% owned. Um, and they've got a great run of fixtures ahead. So, I, you know, not a great week for me. I mean, 63 points is, I think, right about average. I guess it's actually a little above average. Um, and uh, I ended up falling 4,000 spots, uh, which feels kind of unusual. Like, with, like, with like 7.5 million managers in the game, feels like it's actually hard to fall just 4,000 spots. Like that's mm-hmm. about as close to like an even game week as you can get. So, um, so I'm, I'm, still under 300 K, uh, 294 over 294 K overall, which, um, I think is fine. You know, I mean, um, it sort of feels like, and I've got two free transfers, so, um, should have eight, like eight more points than I do. Uh, if I had just been a little smarter, but uh, I'm moving on. So how mm-hmm. about you, Brendan? How was your game week?
0: Well, a similar story for me. Uh, I dropped around 7,000 places and overall rank the differences uh you know i'm dropping from you know 3.6 whatever million to 3.6 whatever million um so it just continues to be a a bloody disaster of a season yeah my transfers were abysmal um (laughs) i i burned four to you know talk about solving your weakest link sace doesn't play he's out Matt right. Ryan has been a um, an awful FPL asset. So he's got to go as well. He's also coming off of being benched by Graham Potter. Yeah. So Ryan is out and Sace are out for Bellerin and Mendy. Much has been made about Arsenal have let in only seven goals in the Premier League this season. The least yeah. of any squad. Mendy, so three course. clean sheets yeah. and three yeah. uh, starts for Chelsea. And... I mean, you you can grouse all you want about, I brought in these defensive assets and both give up clean sheets, fine, whatever. The precarious nature of clean sheets is what it is, and you kind of have to accept this. The positive note, I think, would be if I'm looking at Wolves and Brighton defense out, and Chelsea and Arsenal defense in, that's a long-term gamble that I am yeah. happy to have made. So yep. it's a like net negative for me in game week eight, and I hate it, and it doesn't feel great right now, but I have to believe it was <laughs> yeah. better for my team long-term.
1: Yeah, I, I, th- I think it will be. I, I would expect clean sheets from both teams. I, it was a little surprising. And, and, you know, it's Aston Villa, our team, and it was one of the things I was thinking about with Watkins, uh, I, they, they might be a team that a little bit like Man United um, where they're just they're just better when they when they play a team that is actually trying to win, you know, and like they can they can catch them on the break. Um, it seems like, like you know, like so I, I guess that's why Arsenal concede. I mean, it was just like it felt like uh, Villa had looked so toothless um, in the I, I suppose they scored a little bit at the end of the Leeds match, but they really it felt like um, it was last year's Villa at times. Um, yeah. and so, yeah, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't fault your moves either. I, I don't really know. I mean, Baron has two double digit returns in the season, only 5 million overall. Um, and you know, the, the Mendy move was like, well, I just thought it was like creative. Like, I, you know, I don't know if it's going to, I didn't know if it was going to work or not, but at least like you brought in some of nobody has, you know, yeah. like, there's a kind of a- appeal in that, I think.
0: I will just say this for decision making for FPL managers, and this is one that I don't think you encounter most weeks, and we don't want to put too much of an emphasis on team value, but I did convince myself that my hand was forced because in order to get both Mendy and Barron, I had to make the moves earlier in the week and I had to burn four to get them yeah. because yeah. both of their prices were rising, and if I didn't catch them early, I wouldn't I just wouldn't have the cash to do it. So it was a long-term gamble for the minus four, and I thought they both had good fixtures. Which, uh, I mean, uh, Chelsea more than more than Arsenal, and it just didn't come through. And you say in hindsight, well, Brighton had a really great home fixture hosting Burnley, and that's a great. I mean, that clean sheet was inevitable. Five minutes into that Brighton Burnley match, with mean, Burnley are absolutely
1: yeah. awful, right? Oh, now. Brandon, is, Brandon. Wait till the awards, my friend. Wait <laughs> okay. <till the> awards. <laughs> okay. Okay. So,
0: um, I mean, that that's, that's kind of what I have to say about that. I did captain Kane. So that was a decent highlight for my week. And, uh, this is something that you and I were going back and forth on, on our Patreon podcast Thursday evening is James, Justin or Matt target for the start. And I opted to bench James, Justin, and he comes through the clean sheet, kicking myself, but the reason I started Target was just the the his uh, his chances created, his stats in terms of attacking. We're compelling Ooh. enough. Are we
1: going to get some more ICT, ICT talk on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Just looking at Matt Targets ICT. So to get his 11 points eleven points was basically the one gratifying moment of me as an intellectual FBL manager that I got this week. But, yeah. I mean, it's just like another week where I'm just waiting for my season to start and it's yeah. not started yet.
1: Do you have like a goal for yourself right now? Like, uh, you know,
0: 500... Uh, 500- no 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 No. don't talk to me about goals like well how could i have a goal right now i'm cast adrift i'm totally cast adrift and i think that that's i mean i'm not you're you're okay with it
1: no no it's okay i know i know that you're responding you 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 were like you're not like i'm gonna quit you know like you're just like no yeah yeah totally no but to
0: say to say okay um well, I think it's not helped by the fact that I'm I've been adrift since game week two. Basically, yeah. um, if you have one bad week, I think it's I think you still have a solid goal that you'd set and you could you could target. But for me, I do not know where my FPL team is settling. If it will ever settle this season. I mean, I've never been in a situation where completing game week eight, I still don't have solid footing. I still don't kind of know what the, uh, the trajectory of my team is. And it's frankly terrifying. So to, to talk about what my goal is for the season, I think, no, like a, um, yeah, we talk a lot about making fantasy fun again. And mm-hmm. to do that, it's okay to just play it for fun and to play it week to week. So yeah, if true. I'm in a situation true. where I am right now, where I suddenly I say, well, now my goal is this, and I continue to not hit that goal, it becomes less and less fun. So yeah. I don't think that I'm helped by having a goal.
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, yeah, I think that's a very honest, like non political like that is a proper Answer <laughs> like a uh, right. thing to say. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, you know, and I I, I can understand that too. And, and maybe there's really just no point in even looking at your rank. You know, one thing there there are certain things um, that we talked about in last week's podcast that I tried to put into place this week. Um, I did not go to um, live FPL or any of those places. I did not look at what the effective ownership was for all of the managers I I've decided that that is not a fun thing for me that it does not mm-hmm. in, in, enhance my enjoyment of the of the weekend I mean god bless those sites that it's great that they're up there and that the life you know yeah and a shout out by the way to FPL game week Brandon uh yeah. who uh, did a little shout out for us but it's actually a great place and this is like a this is a free promo cuz we're um, I actually told them we talk about that by next week's pod. But a bonus promo, Brandon, uh, oh, yeah. to say uh, to say thanks to them because it's a great place to check your your mini leaks. But anyway, uh, I didn't watch uh, multiple matches on Saturday and Sunday, which I think was was also useful. I don't know about you. I took some. I did not watch a minute of the Chelsea. It, the, the real the games to to, to to miss, I think, are the ones where you they can only hurt you. You know, I didn't have a single player in Wolves Leicester l- like that game was only going to be misery for me. There right? uh, was like right, no combination yeah. of, it's like I would have needed like multiple red cards for that game not to hurt me at all. Um, and I mean, actually it worked out about as well as it could have truly. And um, you know, and then in, in yesterday's Chelsea mentioned how many Chelsea players and they were sort of the hot team. And I was kind of kicking myself for not br- trying to bring in like a Chillwell type player for SACE. And, um, and so I was like, I'm just not going to watch this at all. And, you know, there is like a kind of like distance that like when you just see the score later and you run through like all the things that happen and watch the highlights or whatever, it does not not hit you as hard for sure, in my opinion. You know what I mean? You see it and you're like, yeah, uh, he scored. That's annoying. But like when it happens in real time, you're like, oh, crap, like that's like a that's that's 200,000 spots have just dropped like the second that happens. But, you know, when you see it all jammed together, you're like, well, that's probably not good for me, you know, but it doesn't feel quite as like impactful
0: yeah 100 i mean the one the one game specifically i took off this weekend was west ham fulham and i'm a fulham supporter and it was with a little bit of trepidation so I, I mean they they're they're starting to look like an actual cohesive team but basically the roof came off of the united states of america and i wanted to go out into the streets and party Yeah, and uh adamola lookman did not feel the same way So it was absolutely heartbreaking. I got all these text messages from people being like, wait until you see the highlights. And I'm like, what could have possibly happened in this one nil um, um, loss for Fulham that could be so interesting. And then when I see this, penalty taken by lookman i am just aghast aghast
1: scott scott parker should be sacked for letting lookman take that penalty right no 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 no, no. no.
0: this is not don't blame scott parker for that you have to look square at Mitrovic because this is not the first time that this has happened you remember when kamara took the ball off of Mitrovic to take a pen in the 2018-19 season last time fulham were in the Mm prem and kamara made a mess of it too why isn't the largest person on the field who is also Serbian not exerting any sort of authority of any kind? It is, it, yep. that is, that is so, so an just, indictment of Mitrovic, right? So,
1: just there. to reframe this for all of our Serbian listeners and our listeners of Serbian descent. Yeah, come at me. Are, you are telling me that Mitro is soft, right? This is what, this is the, this is the exact, he's words. weak. He's, he's weak. weak.
0: <laughs> These week I'll put my address in the show notes and all the <laughs> Serbians can come can come speak to me at my front door. I welcome. Yeah.
1: Them. Yeah. But it is um it's a lot more fun to watch matches when you uh it's a lot more fun to watch matches when you're not watching all of them. And it was a good it, it was good that I actually like I said I was going to do it in last week's pod and then I actually did it and I really am happy that I did. So that's some that's some free advice for people out there who have been watching like 8 hours of matches a day. Um, as I have, so I want to get to these awards, Brandon. Um, a quick update: we finally, because the matches typically have been ended on Monday, we finally have a chance to do a Always Cheating Super League update. So let's quickly read off the the top ten, and maybe I'll I'll do I'll do this one. Sure, um, go the, for it. the top ten of the Always Cheating Super League. Uh, in tenth, we have uh, Zaki Team Two. Uh, in ninth, we've got Power lines. FC. It looks like a, a co. That's a co-managed team, Brandon. Ryan Liebenthal and Jared Angel. How do you like that?
0: Mm, uh, I love it. I love it.
1: Sanction that. To,
0: yeah, two brains are better than one. That's what I believe. You better get legal representation, guys. Uh,
1: <laughs> R- R- Rafa Munchen uh, is in seventh, uh, tied with uh, Majin, who's also in seventh. Some witty name FC uh, is in sixth. Uh, come on, you gunners, I assume, C-O-Y-G. Um what so that would be right come on you guys i
0: would i would assume so but you know i have an imagination but i don't think we want to go there
1: <laughs> artem panoff though uh no cane no gain and fourth uh and then uh two-way tie for second coolest son and johan kreif academy are tied for second and then londo fc ego less uh is in first place so uh and that's that's you know that's IGO less but i now that I say it out loud, egoless. I wonder if that is his real name or if that is a um, somebody who's really like I like. The, you don't need to know who I am. You know, I'm just I'm just egoless. I'm, you know, I don't know. Uh, anyway, it's I G O less. And congratulations, you're in first place, Brandon. Just just to wrap this all up, so we can get right to the awards. Can you do a yeah. quick shout out for Patreon?
0: Oh yeah, I'd love to. If you if you like what Josh and I do every week for free on the Always Cheating podcast. There's a great way for you to say thank you. Just head over to our Patreon page, Patreon.com/AlwaysCheating, and that's where you can get more FPL content for your contribution. Uh, you can get an extra podcast every week. You also get a week-in-review newsletter for us from us, courtesy of Mini League Mate. Love these emails from mini me, mini mini me, mini me, (laughs) mini league mate, where they give this like incredible stats rundown of everyone in your league transfers in transfers out captaincy percentages. And um, it's just like a data dump, which like managers love that stuff. You also get T-shirts at the highest possible level, access to um, our discussion Slack forums, Rate My Team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, for more information on that, how you can support the cheaters, head to patreon.com slash alwayscheating. A quick thank you to new Patreon supporters at the Lord Sorloth tier, Jonathan Mahler. Big thank you to Jonathan out there. Also, thanks to Andrew Norfolk and our new Pookie patron, Taylor Sturts. Thank you, Taylor.
1: Yeah, thanks everybody. And once again, patreon.com slash always where you go. And uh, any pledge level uh helps and is very much appreciated. And thanks to our new patrons this week. All right, Brandon, let's take a break. We'll get back and talk about the early season award winners. All right, Brandon, we're back. Always cheating early season award winners. All right, we've 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 come up with a few awards, Brandon. Uh this is this is some standard for the end of the season. We're moving it to the Eight thirty eighth mark of the season but you know we're only what eight better time in. yeah what better time but you know we're only eight weeks in but we're heading into the the international break we know a lot more than we did eight weeks ago um honestly eight weeks feels like a full season uh in, in fantasy terms because you had the long preseason you've had what is this like is this the second second or third international break already it feels like we've had Dozens. Of other, I guess there was one right before the season started, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. this is this is the third, but it's it doesn't feel great.
0: Whatever apart. it is, it doesn't feel great, Josh.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just want to keep. I just want to keep doubling down on this season, like, no matter what. Uh, but yeah, it'll, it'll the league is kind of like, yeah. what
0: would happen if we gave them a greater chance of exposure to COVID? Let's know, find out.
1: I know, and, and England has three friendlies this week too. It's like they're they're like doubling down, and then and then going fifty percent harder on top of that. Sure. Um so the anyway,
0: deep squad will be used quite a bit in the next two weeks.
1: <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. So hold hold your transfers, folks. Um, so let's let's run through the OSG awards. We've got some 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 uh, highs and lows to run through here. These are not all these are not all uh there's not all it's not all praise, Brandon. Some of it uh-huh. is uh there's some, some tough love in here too. Okay. Uh-huh. So let's start things off though on, on an upbeat note. Uh the most valuable FPL player, Brandon yeah now this you know this is a very subjective thing, of course, I mean, as we know uh you know s- somehow Jordan Henderson was the most valuable player for Liverpool last season. I don't want to go into that <laughs> again. I don't want to go into that again. I got a lot uh-huh. of people very angry at me when I took issue with that, and i I think he's definitely one of the ten or twenty best players on their team, one hundred percent Brandon. I will never disagree with anybody about that yeah. uh but it's you know a very subjective thing. Right. Uh I would have gone with one of the better players, personally. So yeah. most valuable player, Brandon, for fantasy though. We're talking specifically about fantasy here through eight sure. weeks. I've got some candidates here, Brandon. Uh-huh. Hungman Sun, Mohammed Salah, Harry Kane, Dominic Calvert Lewin, Patrick Heinrich Bamford. I made up that middle name, but it sounds right. It's
0: I, I actually think that's probably 100% correct without knowing. <laughs> and if you go to the FPL site and yeah. you sort on the stats page, yeah. uh, all players by value. So mm-hmm. FPL has already given this award for us. Patrick Heinrich Bamford uh-huh. is already rated the most valuable Player in the game right now just and that would be a calculation of fpl points return versus what you would pay for him to bring him into your fantasy team right now he costs six million and he's returned 58 points his rating is 9.7 the next closest player is kurt zuma with a value rating of 9.1 who is just below kurt zuma josh (laughs)
1: <laughs> Who's below Zuma? Gosh, I I don't know who is.
0: It's a uh, Vestergaard for Southampton. So, <laughs> wow. so you wow. are not joking when you're saying that this is a subjective category because I don't <laughs> think anyone in their right mind would would uh, would want Vestergaard on the stage at our yeah. very esteemed awards ceremony. My right. feeling right now is I'm just going to jump out here right yeah. and say. Yeah. Harry Kane is the dude you've got you've got cheaper players like DCL and Bamford doing the business. But Harry Kane has got to be the most valuable FPL asset right now just by the virtue of the faith that we have in him and how he rewards that faith. And it's not a game week eight is kind of uh, a great case for that because it's kind of, you know, soft and loud with Spurs, depending on the week, but Kane consistently comes through and he, you have enough faith in his consistency that you would captain him. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of goes with the team that he plays in and the fixtures that they have had. But if you look at all the other players on this list, Josh, Son, and Salah, and DCL and Bamford, they just don't seem to warrant that level of, Faith, and Sala would be the one where we have captained him more than Kane, and while Sala is having a pretty good season, I think he's returned in every week but two, I feel like his captaincy is always so much more fraught than Kane's captaincy.
1: Yeah, uh, I think that I... Uh, I, I, I would go with Kane as well. And, um, I, I thought you might say that after our, our, our now, now that we put in these 10,000 hours of podcasting together, Brandon, I, I, t- I tend to know, you know, where you're going to go with this stuff. And I, I'm with you there. I think it's almost mm-hmm. like you need two categories. Like you need the value category and the, and the like, um, most captatable category, but, um, yeah, I, I would go Kane. I think Sala, Sala is up there. You know, it's honestly the, the second half of today's match was, was another, moment where you were just like man i, I don't know like they were away to man city Even without crowds it's a that's a tricky fixture and man city's defense has been a lot better but it's just a feeling that like he does not feel quite as integral to everything and kane mm-hmm. is just finding a way so consistently and i think you know he's he's eminently captainable um and he's not incredibly expensive and he is i think fairly fixture proof um you know, I don't know that I like can think of like a Man City match or something where he's like put up massive numbers, but certainly you know he loves all the like London derbies, for example, and uh, has put up big numbers on Chelsea. So you know, I, I just think that he's like a very reliable, reliable captain asset, not too expensive. Um, yeah, I, I think he's the most valuable player to start the season as well.
0: Dominic Calvert Lewin. Let's just zero in on this in this sure. guy. One blank. On the entire season. Yeah. And when we were trying to formulate our strategy for FPL going into game week one, you're thinking, I don't really want to spend a lot of money in my forwards. Midfield is big time. Now we're at a situation where, you know, as we said on Always Cheating a couple of weeks ago, it's the season of the forward. We have lots of really enticing options and some of them value. But Calvert-Lewin has been this steady constant throughout this start of the season. Just one blank against Southampton, oddly. I mean, mm-hmm. after scoring goals against Liverpool, Spurs, yeah. he's got an assist against Manchester United. It was just
1: a weird match. I don't know. Maybe it's because it was <laughs> the first the first match after Richarlison was that with a red card or something. Yeah. But yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that's right. And you know, we we talked a bit about how Everton kind of like how they perform week to week balances on this knife's edge of do they have their enti- the entirety of their preferred starting 11 or not. Um, so anyway, I, I guess it's just kind of an honorable mention for DCL and it's just like, as each season goes by, DCL does not waver. He's not fading away the way some yeah. like the me of, of FPL tend to fade yeah. away. DCL is only yeah. gaining in esteem.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you can see it. I mean, you can just see it in, uh, I mean, first of all, he's like, he's like the premier header of the ball all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, it's just like he's so, um, I, I, I was a little surprised. I, I mean, I guess I haven't like watched like it forensically or whatever, but it seemed pretty clear to me that he was in, at least involved um, in that Bernard goal. Whether he, you know, he certainly, the intention was to head it along to Bernard. So, you know, don't
0: qualify yourself, Joshua, you, you say, you you said to me before, it's best to be loud and right. And you are loud and right in this situation in which it was a DCL assist. Stop with your, 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 whatever you're doing, FPL, just stop it. Stop it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> a clear a clear assist yeah so uh yeah he's he's fantastic uh these are all these are all good picks brandon we're just going to pick the ones much like all those people who picked jordan henderson we're just going to pick the ones that we probably we personally <laughs> like the most okay. at the moment and yeah. that is uh harold danforth kane so congrats to, to harry kane by the way patrick manford's middle name apparently is james so
0: very very boring <laughs> come on james name. get out of here with that
1: uh, all right, least valuable player. Lots of good candidates here, Brent. I picked my five favorites. Uh, the one uh-huh. I think we can maybe take off the list, at least for for now. Um, Aubameyang, okay. uh, Christian Pulisic. Is it harsh? I don't know. We'll talk about that. Uh, Anthony Mar- Anthony Martial, Matt Doherty, possibly off the list now after his twelve point return today. Heroic. Yep, and uh, Raheem Sterling.
0: Uh huh. Um. <laughs> I mean, I I have to sort of, um, I don't know, I have to be nice here, but Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, mm-hmm. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Yep. What an absolute disaster class from this guy this season.
1: Yeah. Rarely do players sign contracts and go, I mean, he's like pulling a Mesedozoal at this point. Right?
0: Yeah, he's like, "Thanks for the contract. I will be moonwalking out of the room now, never to be heard from again." It's so weird. His one goal,
1: <laughs> his one goal, I think, it's from a pen too, right? Didn't he, the, the Man United goal that he scored, I think, was a penalty, almost positive.
0: I mean, he does have two goals on the season. He also scored against Fulham in game week one, which we 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 quickly forgot because it was just a different world back there in game week one. Actually, it was the very same world, but I just don't know what to say about him. It, it just from if you were to look at this through the shrewd lens of an FPL manager, of all the players on the list you've got here, Josh Aubameyang is laughable just given his price yeah. tag. Brandon, at 12 I, at tw- what is he 12 I, million now yeah um, i
1: think we've got to i think we've got to throw anthony marcial in there though my friend i mean yeah. this guy has no goals through eight matches on the season uh putting up you know at least in the i think he may have i think he scored in the champions league but let's uh, we're we're we're, a, we're a premier league pilot,
0: congratulations so Tony. The,
1: <laughs> congrats congrats to you uh yeah congrats and scoring on Ludogratz or whatever um <laughs> so <laughs> um He has zero goals and one assist. He uh, picked up a a three-match ban for violent conduct during a uh, particularly rough time for the club. He is putting, you know, the the stink face, the the famous Anthony Martial stink face, which is just, you know, the face that he makes when he when he's so disgusted with his teammates or his yeah. manager or himself, yeah. um, is, is back and almost it's almost etched on his face now, like a yeah. um like he's got like a, a like a stink face Bell's palsy situation
0: going <laughs> on. And
1: yeah it's, it's you know you know
0: uh, um alex trebek rest in peace we yes. lost a real rest one this week yeah, 80 but years old, very sad in jeopardy there is the coveted final round final jeopardy and it's just it is always a sad sight when a jeopardy contestant can't compete in final jeopardy because they actually have negative dollars and that yeah. disqualifies them And yeah. <laughs> that's kind of where anthony Martial is in the fpl season like he is not allowed to compete in Final Jeopardy right now. That's how poorly <laughs> he's done in FPL. All
1: right, so what about the others? We've got uh, Pulisic. Now, Pulisic, I mean, at some point, you you do have to start worrying a little bit about him, right?
0: Yes, I, I think it's unkind of you to put Pulisic on this list because, I mean, Marcial has missed the minutes that he's missed just because he, he slapped Lamella in the face like mm-hmm. he was at, um, like a discotheque or something like that, right. and that was a weird thing for him to do. Pilosik has has not played that many minutes just because he's made of paper mache, and that's that's horrifying yeah. as a U.S. men's national team fan, of course. Sure. Yes, um, but it's not like he's the least valuable player. When he the minutes that he's been on the pitch for Chelsea, he's looked that's true, terrific, it's on good
1: lots of assists to the assist. Yeah, type things. I, think, I think
0: I think. How he creeps into your thinking for a least valuable player is just to see that and to know how valuable Pulisic could be, and we're yeah. not getting that, and that's the big disappointment.
1: All right, and then and Matt Doherty, we'll we'll, we'll give him a pass. That leaves one, you know, because he had a nice match day. He looks awful in almost all these matches. <laughs> um, like he looks like he did, just really is not a not a great fit uh, in that system. But maybe maybe this goal, you know, turns things around a little bit. I mean, you know. It's, it's always possible. Um, so that leaves Raheem Sterling. I, I felt like we needed to have a Man City player on here. right? you know, Jesus and Aguero, uh, so many injuries. But Raheem Sterling, just like he's been given the the conch, you know, the conch shell, conch. Is that how you say that word? You know, the C O N C H, like, like a sh- like a
0: seashell that you blow into.
1: Yeah, like he's, yeah, a, con- like he's been, a
0: conch, a conch, yeah, a conch, I conch. Think. yeah,
1: yeah, like he was like given, like it was like, it's it's your team now, buddy and. You know, I mean, he scored. He has scored two goals, so I mean, I have to give him some credit. But he is putting in some incredibly anonymous performances. I mean, three straight blanks in the last, you know, against West Ham, Sheffield United, and okay, Liverpool. Give him a little bit, you know, a little bit of a a break. But I mean, did he like touch the ball today? Like, I feel like I barely saw him, (laughs) you know, get involved.
0: Two goals and one assist, the same as uh, Aubameyang on the season, and I think how. Aubameyang is is more egregious to me because at this point after game week eight, even after they got waxed by Aston Villa, I do still think Arsenal have shown that they look like they are the better squad right now mm-hmm. you know, through 38 weeks. We can have that conversation then. Man City have not looked great to start the season at all. They've been victim of some injuries and tried to sort out some issues at the back, which they have done. But Sterling being on the same level as Aubameyang right now, I think the fact that he hasn't been able to lift this City team at all is a real indictment. And you can't just – De Bruyne is the best – like one of the, if not the best player in Europe right now. So, of course, maybe you yep. count on De Bruyne lifting this team up to the next level. But I totally agree with you. The shell, the puka shell net, necklace, the uh, the long staff, the <laughs> the, the, the horn, yep. I don't know, the, the documents, yep. the USB yep. drive have yep. all been handed over to Raheem Sterling. He's done nothing with them.
1: It was weird that De Bruyne missed that pen today. What an unusual thing. <laughs> Missed the target completely. It really was strange. <laughs> it's he's so good at, at everything he does. Like it's uh, he's only human, but it's just like I'm so shocking. It was I,
0: I genuinely know. identified with his expression after that, though. His expression was just like, "Is this the real life or is this just fantasy?" <laughs> he 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 was. It was like when you blow like you did this week, Josh. When you just blow the deadline, he just had this yeah. face of like Welp. There's only yeah. one thing to do. Just just move ahead as if yeah, that never right. happened.
1: I agree. I liked him more after <laughs> his response. That it was an it was a, it was a perfect response. Um, all right. So I'm going to give it to Sterling, even though I, he's got a couple goals in the season. I. Think that he at eleven point five million? I know it's the same price as, as it was about being twelve. Whatever you know, regarding he was
0: twelve. He's eleven point yeah. seven now. That, wow. That's how yeah. far he's fallen. Yeah,
1: yeah. Which is still like he's got to fall like a two million more before he's like. Yeah. But, but Sterling has barely fallen in price, and Sterling is almost worse because he keeps deceiving us. You know, <laughs> like I mean, but three yeah. consecutive blanks and. It's just like it's gotta be so frustrating. You know, they play Fulham in game week eleven. I guess that's when I. But people are still like all about like I feel like Sterling is still like in the conversation, and I just don't really get it because I I don't feel like if you're watching these matches, you're seeing a player who is uh, creating a lot or being super involved. Now maybe when Aguero comes back, that's different. I don't know, but um, I don't know. I'm just I'm not I'm not impressed.
0: I don't know. Well, yeah, we could, I I guess this is the one time where we can talk about Manchester city in this actual episode, but forget Aguero. I thought Jesus looked pretty good this weekend and it's clear that they do need uh, a number 10 playing. I mean, I'm sorry, a number nine playing farther forward and they're helped by that. So suddenly you go from this idea of peps man city squad fpl investment has to happen on the wings and people who are peripheral to the striker and i'm just like no jesus in the way this team is currently constituted i think jesus is gonna be a viable fpl asset way more than sterling is at the moment
1: yeah it was it was quite a nice goal actually was, I, I people like this match a little more than i did i i I, I just wasn't quite feeling the maybe maybe because I was a little annoyed to myself about the sun cane thing earlier in the day but uh I thought it was an okay match. That the first half was pretty good and the second half was was pretty dreadful to be honest and mm. uh did you feel the same way? Did you I mean, did you, uh, the second half just for me it just was 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 a drag.
0: I don't know. I mean, I think if you if you put it in the context of the rest of the matches, I actually I on the whole I enjoyed the matches this weekend. Uh none of the matches really dragged for me and i would put city liverpool in that category um as much as it was kind of a you know a bit of a a slug fest it it didn't drag
1: okay fair enough dragged for me a little bit um all right we've got a couple more do we pick okay i'm gonna pick sterling who's obama yang for me obama okay both good both excellent picks um (laughs) they're all uh, winners they're all
0: winners this year josh
1: you got a few more categories here. Most improved player. I think this yeah. one we can we can we don't have to go through all the players quite as much, but I, I've listed here Chilwell, Ben Chilwell, mm-hmm. uh, Jack Grealish, Dominic Calvert Lewin once again, Tariq Lamptey, and Brandon. I had to finish with your boy Shay Adams. <laughs> so of these five, uh-huh. who's who's uh-huh. your pick?
0: Well, I do have to give credit to Che Adams for getting the goal uh, when Danny Ings was out injured and 100% respect that. And I've had my issues with Southampton at the start of the season. I thought Alpine Klopp was a bit of a joke and they reached the top of the table at some point this weekend. And that's great. Good. Good on you, Southampton Che Adams. You're getting there. You are not the most improved. However, to go from a guy who scores zero goals to a guy who occasionally scores goals, it's not good enough for this category. <laughs> lampty Lamptey is a fireball, and I love him, and I want to be friends with him. However, he can't be the most improved because I didn't know who Tariq Lamptey was until, like, nine months ago. So, okay. Tariq, we'll see you in He's this category next week. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I think it's DCL dcl he's already um, he already scored 10 goals last season so maybe yeah 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 i feel like i feel like we still kind of are getting the same version of dcl but he is benefiting from a better team around him okay so okay so through process of elimination josh it's between jack relish and ben chilwell why is it that suddenly ben feels like an odd name for his his first name. But um, (laughs) Tariq.
1: If his name was Tariq (laughs) Chilwell, that would be awesome.
0: (laughs) All right. So uh I I I feel like I have to give it to oh God, this is really hard. Because Tariq Chilwell I think has got the DCL issue where he's he's in a different well he's not in a different team, but somehow the team around him is is different and better. And Grealish is in the same weirdo Villa lineup, and he's, but, God, this is hard. I want to go Tariq Chilwell. That's my that's my pick.
1: Okay, I think Chilwell benefits a lot from the team, although he had, he did have his moments last year, too. I, I'm just going to, I'm going to go drag Grealish. I think that he is, he's just up the chance creation, up the, you know, um, I feel like he's a better goal scorer this season, too. I You know, I feel like it just is, like his attacking returns, you know, if I can strictly fantasy here, too, it's just like his mm-hmm. his returns are off the charts uh, already this season. And, um, you know, I think it's, you know, approaching, you know, after eight weeks, like I think like two thirds of what he did last season in terms of returns. So um, I, I'll go I'll go Grealish here. But, uh, yeah, they're all they all have an argument. Uh, Tariq Lamptey would be fun. But maybe, as you said, did, did he was he like enough of a presence <laughs> to, to, be, to qualify for this yeah. category? He all was right, only was, just born. <laughs> he looks very young He is very yeah. He looks, he looks yeah. like he's about 16 years old um, Best newcomer We've got Ali Watkins Good game today uh, Timo Werner And Hakeem Ziyech I, I threw them both in there, Brandon Even though Ziyech uh-huh. hasn't played like two matches so far for Chelsea yeah. um, And then the league anyway uh, J-Rod James Rodriguez And Patrick Bamford mm. so Who's the best newcomer from this lot Good, good good, group, some good some good newcomers this season.
0: Yeah, I actually really like this group because I like them all, and I think they're all best newcomers. Um, Werner is probably lowest on my list here because I just think for the potential and the expectations for Werner, he's not even come close. So that's to say maybe he should be better than everyone on this list, and he's not close to being better. Ziyech, as you say, he's looked great, but we've seen precious little of him. So maybe that boosts his stock because we've seen so little of him, but he's looked that good um when we have. Jamez Rodriguez, mm, low on the low, low on my list too, because I just feel like and maybe this is biased because of how Jamez is like bounced around various clubs around England. I just feel like it's Other, very Europe, yeah. Uh, around uh, Europe uh, what uh, is what I meant to say Um, I just feel like the situation has to be just right and if I want to say best newcomer I feel like if Hamas suddenly moves to a different club he disappears Hmm. from our world that would be my my thought there my or maybe he does
1: he's he's like pretty good He's looked great. I'm not saying
0: he hasn't looked great. I think what I'm suggesting is Hamas Rodriguez is actually a figment of Carlo Ancelotti's imagination. (laughs) And if, if Ancelotti doesn't exist, then if, if, if Ancelotti wakes up from his dream, that suddenly Mm -hmm. Rodriguez disappears, that's kind of my theory there. So weirdly, I think I am with best newcomer struggling between two championship strikers, Bamford and Watkins and I think this goes back to the first care category of most valuable player in a literal sense and I think we're clearly getting incredible value from Watkins and Bamford and God, I think it's a coin flip between these two guys. Um, I think
1: I, I think Bamford maybe takes it just he started the season a little bit lower in price um, you know, he has he is outscoring Watkins by 11 points so far in the season and um he's been pretty consistent too. Uh five returns and eight matches where whereas Watkins has has struggled a little more at times. So I, I I hear your um your anguish, Brandon. It's um you're actually you know, we're we're on a video call right now and you you're crying, which I think is it's you're taking it too seriously. I think you have to um pull back a little bit, Brandon. I know Can we take a break? Yeah, can, we just, take can we just can can you throw it to a break, please? <laughs> <laughs> can we do an ad rate come on um so, Manscaped. I'm, gonna,
0: dot yeah. com.
1: so I'm, gonna, I'm gonna step in and uh, i'll pick uh, i'll pick patrick bamford here uh for us okay that's a, that's our pick. Yeah. uh last two categories um the the same but most at least so uh most valuable team for fpl managers who has been the best team for fpl managers when it comes to picking those assets
0: I can't um, believe you put Wolverhampton on this list. I am here to tell you that Wolverhampton sucks. <laughs> Get them out of my face. Not interested, my friend. <laughs>
1: all right, they're Wolverhampton. The table. All right, bye
0: bye. Bye bye.
1: All right. So let, let me just list out the other assets. Then uh, I've got uh, for most valuable. I've got Leeds, Aston Villa, Liverpool, and Everton. All right, we'll scrap Wolves. Wolves in <laughs> Southampton are in that. Wolves in Southampton are in that weird category where it's like. Like You know, it's like Southampton's defense, they either keep a clean sheet or concede nine goals. Like, there's, like, nothing (laughs) in between, apparently. (laughs) Vestergaard,
0: baby. Yeah. Um, I think it's got to be Aston Villa just pound for pound. You've got lots of options there. They're all very affordable. This is a team that we've been devouring from goal – it's like – from back to front. Goalkeeper, we got you with Martinez. Defense, we've got you with Target, with Mings, with Kansa. In the midfield, what do you want? You want Grealish? You want McGinn? You want Barkley? No problem. Up front, mm-hmm. we've got Ollie Watkins. It's all there. It's a smorgasbord. It's a grab bag. It's a party. It's Aspen Villa. We love it.
1: You know, I, I think you've kind of said it. So let, let's just move. I, I agree. I mean, I the only thing even I had Liverpool on here was just because um, – Moni and Salah are both fairly reliable captain picks. I guess that was yeah. know. <laughs> that, that is t- the hottest, t- hottest
0: FPL take yeah, of all time. I
1: know, right? Yeah. By that time <laughs> t- you could have Spurs in there too. Um, all right, least valuable team for FPL managers. This one's a little more fun. The least valuable team for FPL managers this season. I have Man City, Man United, Burnley, Sheffield, and Arsenal. Brandon, this is a loaded group. I could have. I honestly, I could I probably could have thrown Liverpool on here as well, given the state yeah, of, the, yeah, of the defense. Yeah. So Man City, Man United, Burnley, Sheffield, Arsenal. Which one has been the least valuable team for FPL managers?
0: Well, I think Manchester United is getting a bum rap here because if you have Bruno Fernandes, you are loving Manchester United as an FPL manager. Mm. Obviously, they have contained problems at the club. Goes without saying. So I think that they escape this trophy uh, in this early season ceremony. City. Well, I don't know. I think it's yeah. got to be Sheffield United because how many and don't say I didn't warn you, everybody out there listening. How many Rian Brewster owners out there are just like, my God, what have I done? What, what did I do to my team? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's the, you know, honestly, it's, it's just the, the 4.5 million striker. It's just like a. Happens every season. Yeah. Yeah. Mason Greenwood finally came good, but even he made everybody suffer for the first 30 weeks or so of the season Mm -hmm. before he he finally got there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so true. I mean, you just, you really do want to have. Enough money to bring in these 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 cheapy strikers. You know, I had a piece of advice um, that I read a couple of weeks ago, and I read it on the principal people with scout. And I, I can't. It was one of their like you know, um, the manager, you know, the the pundit things or whatever. I, I don't know. We're not. We're not. I'm not paid to promote them, so it was, it was an article on that site. That's a promotion. Um, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. And uh, Manscape dot <laughs>
1: <laughs> they were saying uh, that their strategy is to um, when they have a cheaper striker is not to like basically ever waste time, energy or transfers on those players. It's like you just ride them out for very long stretches at a time and assume that they're going to meet their value or, you know, hopefully exceed it. And and that was when I read that, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to keep the faith of Watkins sort of just by that token. You know, um, it was like a it was a piece of advice that really resonated with me um and so i think anyway i don't want to get too off track here because yeah we're talking about uh i mean has he even like touched the ball it feels like brewster um, brewster it feels like i I can't even remember brewster having like a moment where he has created a big chance or or been involved you know it feels like he's just been a complete non-factor so i think
0: liverpool fans would say brewster is a clinical striker but he has to get that Vardy type service like Brewster's not going to create his own chance. You've got to catch him yeah. in and and Sheffield United are not that counter attacking sort of a team. So yeah. it just it just seemed like a ridiculous buy to me. For yeah, the
1: and Brendan, here here's how I'll well, I mean it's not his fault clearly because you go to Sheffield United's page. They have played seven matches so far this season. They did not play in game week one. They played seven matches so far this season. And you go down and look at how many points their midfielders have. By the time you get down to the third player in that list, you are in single digits. The third, like Osborne, has nine points. Mm-hmm. John Lundstrom <laughs> has eleven points. He's in second. He's the second highest midfielder on that team. Eleven points in seven matches. That's like what, like one point four points per match. Yeah, like that is that is a disaster. They've,
0: they played. They have played eight game weeks. So they played in game week one. It was Burnley and Villa and and. Uh,
1: Oh, you're right. I can't yeah. remember. So, yeah, so like even worse. It, it
0: makes it yeah.
1: worse. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at Osborne didn't play in that first match. That, that's what threw me off. But yeah, exactly. So they played eight matches. It's it's crazy. It's like, uh, yeah, it's wild. It,
0: it, it is, and I I guess it's it's sort of it's comforting if you're if you support a club like Fulham to be like, okay, we've got some bona fide trash teams yeah. in the league this season. Um, yep. What do you think about Burnley though? Um, I, I I Burnley yeah. doesn't get the award and I think Burnley kind of skates by because they they uh yeah. represent some sort of FPL value I mean just look at what Charlie Taylor did this weekend that's that's good enough yep but are these guys are they going down
1: yeah I mean it honestly just makes you like realize how easy it is to just fall like to just like fall apart, you know, in these, uh, these bottom half of the table clubs. I mean, you know, the problem is just that, I mean, they, you know, they have Wood, Wood and Barnes who put in great performances both last season. right? I think mm-hmm. they both finished on, you know, I guess Barnes only finished on six goals last season, which is shockingly low. I think he injury. The first four matches. Think, right.
0: Yeah. Right. He had that long-term injury, I think, which yeah. stifled those numbers. But Chris Wood turns up every match. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah, he's turned up every match he's played. Uh, I didn't realize he played, and they are, they actually are a team that that did miss game week one. But yeah, in the last seven matches he's played virtually every minute. He finally got pulled off with seven minutes left in the last one. But you know, one goal in seven matches is just not good enough. And mm-hmm. uh, McNeil, who I really like, has not stepped up the way I'd hoped he had. And um, and they're, I mean, honestly, there's they're, I mean they just didn't do anything. They didn't do anything to strengthen their team. Yeah. Um, and they're they're you know I mean they. You, jacks or not jack stevens dale stevens So like
0: that is like the biggest joke transfer of the season without a doubt
1: he was their marquee signing you know like when dale stevens is your is your marquee signing you're probably struggling a little bit and you know i i kind of like burnley i like you know i I know deitch is like uh he is who he is you know but like i mean they're sort of a fun team to root for and they're, they're actually pretty fun to have in fantasy when they're when they're playing consistently, yeah. right. Cause we're not too yeah. expensive. And, but now you got the situation where they were just good enough last year that like Tarkowski is 5.4 million. Right? You mm-hmm. can never have him now. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so it's interesting. Yeah. They're in trouble.
0: Yeah. I think, I think you said it best in that they, they were fun for fantasy because they really had a strong identity in seasons past. And that sort of Stoke city, uh, early offs identity of this is a team that's tight, They will play defense and that is, that's great for an FPL manager where you're just looking to pad your defensive lineup and they're they're just not presenting any value right now. So, but the winner still is Sheffield United. We have agreed.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Man City deserves a big old shout. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. But there's still, I still see a lot of value to come. Just, we just don't know where yet. It's, it's not a fun season for them. They, they, I, I, it's, you know, it is Pep's most boring team for sure. They're, this is not a team, you know, it's very, very rare for Pep Guardiola team to not be, you know, box office in terms of the, you know, just like the, like just watching them crush people, you know, mm-hmm. they're just like, it's, it's, you know, I mean, even like when they're, they play these one out of matches, it can be a real pleasure to watch them just, you know, score a goal and seven minutes in and, you know, and then, and then pile it on from there. And it's like a seven, and this is even pre COVID, right? Like, they were seeing that you know they co- they were they were putting up COVID levels scores in pre-COVID times. Brandon, mm-hmm. they were you know, and now it's just it feels like it's just not the same, is it? Farron Torres <laughs> seems okay. It's fun. There's there's not like yeah. a talent. I feel like they need like another big personality. It's mm-hmm. like they're missing a personality right now.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. There, it's just all quiet players, and I don't know if it's a transitional team like Farron Torres. He's younger and and yeah. Foden, it is kind of crazy, and I know you're a Foden owner on your FPL squad. It's just crazy how much longer. Yeah. Why doesn't Pep just run with it and say, you know what? It's not like everything's going great guns here at City. Let's just play Foden. He plays with a certain level of, I mean, I'm going to sound like an English broadcaster right now. Therefore, it's all about heart and guts and all that crap. But you don't see that coming from any other player on the pitch.
1: I completely agree. I, it was shocking that it was a one nail match, and they felt like they could have used someone like him, and you know, and just I guess he just doesn't fit into that team very well. I, I you know, I, 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 I was about to sign a new contract. And it's kind of like, why, you know, like I, I'm not saying <laughs> yeah. he should like go to Dortmund, Aston, Aston Villa type, but yeah, it just feels like maybe this isn't like the best fit for him, or you know, maybe KDB is just too much in that spot. I thought he would kind of fill into the silver role, but. Clearly he's not trusted for it. And they, you know, he can't really play in the left because that's where Sterling is. I, you know, I will say I would not have brought in Foden had I known Jesus was going to be back from injury so fast because that really took a spot from, from the midfield. Um, and clearly Gundevan is, is trusted to be a more defensive player. And I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean like Pep is, he knows much more than I do. And so it's easy for me to sit here and, and criticize him but it does feel strange to um, not play Foden like he got a total of 8 minutes in the last 2 matches and both matches were fairly toothless attacking performances yeah. so it's strange
0: Alright Josh, play the fanfare as we go out thank you for joining us for the <laughs> Always Cheating Early Season yeah. Award winners we're going to take a break <laughs> and when we come back we're going to present to you the Always Cheating Lightning Round Can't wait All right, gang, even though sports had that break, your business, it didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring, and you only pay for what you need You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Take it from us go right now to indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply offer valid through December 31st. Brandon football is back in full swing,
1: full swing. Brandon, I watched the end of a double overtime college football game last night. It It was I had not seen a lot of college football this season, Brandon, but I, I was waiting for a Saturday Night Live, and I caught, caught the end of the game. Um, but sports are back across the board in full swing. We have got a Masters this month, isn't that crazy?
0: That is crazy, yeah. Masters, yeah. I can't believe. Got to set the DVR, baby. You may not be at a game this year, but
1: you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on every possible chance to win this season game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else you can get it under season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins division and championship futures head to bet online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses don't forget to use promo code blue wire that's blue wire all one word at BetOnline.ag. it's blue wire all one word bet online your online sportsbook experts
0: All right, fellas, listen up. Manscaped is on a mission to change male grooming with their below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products, and they just released their products in the UK, Canada, and Australia. So listen up. All ye men around the world looking for grooming tools, the Lawnmower 3.0 is the trimmer that offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology. So if you're looking to... Groom your naughty bits. This is a safe, comfortable way to do it. You can you can even do it in the shower because this lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof. What's more is Manscaped sent us the Weed Whacker in the mail. What is the Weed Whacker, Josh? This is the this is the state-of-the-art technology to trim your nose and ear hair. And as a man, I can confirm. These are things <laughs> that are it a part works. of your life, so yep. get, oh, with, yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get mm-hmm. with it, get with it, and uh, in addition to these tools, you can also get uh, things like the crop preserver ball deodorant, anti-chafing crotch deodorant, balms and ointments, all that sort of stuff to make you smell good, to make you feel good, and it's all cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and pre- and praben-free? I think I'm pronouncing that right whatever. It's all fantastic stuff, perfect for your Christmas list. And if you're shopping for your man or if you want somebody to get you male grooming tools, use the code ALWAYS and you can get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Basically, all we're saying to you is if you love your package and you want to give a gift to someone who does, visit manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with that code ALWAYS.
1: All right, quick lighting round, Brandon, to Patreon supporter questions. First one's uh, less of a question, more of a rant, I think. But mm-hmm. uh, it's been a while ooh, since we've yeah. had a
0: rant on Always Cheating.
1: exactly. We used to have a rant of the week, didn't we, back in the day? Uh, yeah. Eric Freeman, long-time friend, former co-host of the Always Cheating podcast, or one time I should say, former, as, as we kicked him off the show, uh, says, <laughs> "I don't want to make you, <laughs> I don't want to make you all jealous, but I got, I got a humble brag for this week's pod." My team was loaded with flags, most of which would solve themselves after the international break. I would have had to take a big hit to field a full 11 this game week. Sort of simple problem to you, Brandon. Mm-hmm. So I used my free hit and targeted the most favorable fixtures. Pretty smart, right? Hmm. No. I don't know. No <laughs> <laughs> loaded up on Spurs and Arsenal players, my free hit team scored 53 points. My original team would have scored 67 points. With only nine men,
0: wow! That's I love, I love that nine men. That that that's a flex. If you were to say, you know what, I'm gonna play FPL this season, and I'm only gonna play nine men the entire mm-hmm. yeah. season, like you're always yeah. bringing in like red flag players to fill up or fill Phil up your Foden.
1: bench, yeah, <laughs> or Phil Foden, <laughs> right, right, exactly.
0: <laughs> It's rough. Um, I mean, I I, yeah, giving you a hard time here, Eric, but I feel your pain because there's just been an incredible amount of uncertainty and unpredictability. You look at what happened with Brighton a couple of weeks ago where Maupay didn't make the squad, Matt Ryan was on the bench, Roman Sace Mm -hmm. has suddenly lost his place in that Wolves team, which, like, at this point, why? Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it, it, um I mean whatever Nuno is doing at Wolves I used to uh, I'm, I'm I didn't per, watch I'm, today's
1: match, so I, I'll i have to watch some highlights. And
0: I, I'm sure you're... I, no I, I, can't can, ima- I don't know where you could find highlights because there were none. Wolves were just yeah. absolutely atrocious. Yeah, yeah.
1: I do want to see this Vardy penalty miss, at least. I, I think of him as like the best penalty taker. So I was shocked that he...
0: Yeah, the Vardy, the Vardy pen miss was the ultimate um, in fpl viewing because you just knew that's when you you start to see the binary code of fpl odds he slammed home the first pen and then the second one comes up and you're just like he's missing this there's no way and sure enough it was just a pretty easy save for patricio i mean patricio went the right way anyway um
1: who was who who are we at the bar with this is like five years ago the year that lester won the league i think it was tim shaw when we were at uh, Legends in New York and um, I had brought in Mahrez and captained him it was the first week I had Maras and Mahrez was on pens uh-huh. at that point.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. And then
1: Maras handed the ball over to Vardy so that Vardy could score to keep his goal scoring streak alive. Yeah. And I remember I got my coat, And I walked out of the bar without saying goodbye. I was just like, I'm done. Of course I came crawling back like 20 minutes later, but
0: I uh, had to explain to Tim, uh, well, that's just what Josh does from time to time. (laughs) You, you just have to learn to live with it. It's true. Yeah. That was, that was the, and, and Vardy, I, I, I agree with you. I love the way he takes pens where he just lashes it. I mean, Lookman, you know, you know, get, get the, get
1: the way to do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the Troy Dini where he just rips it straight up the middle every single time, which is incredible. But yeah, Some yeah, I don't stuff know stuff what is... what else do we have to say about Eric's comment here? Um, just don't, just don't be hasty with your free hit.
1: Well, I guess the only lesson here is, you know, um, I think it's, I actually think sometimes you can, it's fine to have ten players. Um, I one of my best seasons a couple of years ago, um, I had this weird stretch during the holidays where there was like massive rotation and. I had three consecutive weeks where I only had 10 players in my team and it was actually fine. Like it didn't really like, cause in the end you, you have enough times when you get the Stuart Dallas zero pointers or a one pointer from, you know, a player comes on late or gets a yellow card or whatever, that it really is usually fine. And sometimes I think there's this temptation, like, well, I've got to burn eight cause I need to field a full 11. Um, and sometimes you're really better off just, you know, just waiting. So
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: Not, not to, again. Not to, not to pile on, but that, that I think is a takeaway. Um, all right, a couple more questions. Emil Siedlick says the best Jimenez replacement. Uh, he sounds like you here, Brandon. He says I watched the last two Wolves games and there is no creativity at all. I have potence as well. So you, you are Brandon. I want you to pledge to me that you're not going to burn four this game week, though. I think that I think the burning four has got has <laughs> got to end. I don't think it's, it's out working. Of control. Yeah. yeah. So, but I assume you're thinking about replacing Jimenez, right?
0: Yeah, I think my plan right now, early on in the international break, uh, like hours into the international break, is actually to roll my transfer. Yeah. Wolves gets one more week. Oh right, and they play
1: Southampton. Uh, right?
0: Southampton, and yeah. that's you know, I we I was trying to as best I could sing Southampton's praise earlier in the pot. I don't think this is like a a slam dunk fixture for Wolves, not by any stretch, but if they're going to get any sort of attacking flow together and, you know, Southampton can play that high line and will, would allow wolves to do some counterattacking. I do appreciate the speed that wolves, wolves have, and that would really help them. But now it's, I totally agree. The creativity is not happening. And when they subbed Triorion for potence, uh, this week, it was awful. like, Traore offered nothing and you know we we don't really need to talk about Traore. We love him on this podcast obviously. Sure. But he's been found out. Teams know what he's doing and it's pretty easy to just put two men on him, don't allow him to go down the line or through the middle, just sort of hem him in and you're okay. Maybe mm-hmm. one or two times he's going to break loose. But um it's it's just not happening. Wolves were as I know at the end of Game Week 8, the worst decision that I made on my wild card in Game Week 3. So, yeah, Jimenez and Podens both had to go. But I agree with you, Josh. The burning four, you have to just be patient with it. I'm not yeah. going to burn four just to punish them because they and don't Jimenez know what a, I'm doing.
1: And Jimenez is a great player. I mean, you know, it's not like uh, it's some, um, you know, like it's not it'll never be a disaster to go into a game week with him and us you know even yeah. if um uh even if they're they're missing they're clearly missing a number ten i mean potent's offered some of that but not not with any level no. you know for for a team that should be able to contend all season long for a champions league spot um and also what is up with this this other dude was this like a favor to um that man like I know there's that like super agent uh, whose name I'm forgetting right now who they they like work with on all their signings like why I don't know why they brought in this this forward because he doesn't I'm not I'm not quite sure Silva yeah like what is the
0: he looks cool he
1: does look cool
0: he looks like he's either he looks like he's either really good at football or he's a computer whiz and I'm not sure we've decided which which yet he might be a computer whiz.
1: It's it's just strange. You know I still do like um uh kilman though uh as, as an option on that team i mean i know their fixtures get bad after this but um great value for sure i mean that, that team can defend
0: okay i f- f- fine you can you could say whatever you All want right. about wolves i don't really have a...
1: wolves let's let's move on yeah, so yeah. I mean, oh, we didn't even answer the question
0: uh, <laughs> uh bring in bamford or watkins
1: yeah, bring it back for Watkins. Um, yeah, I think that's let's let's keep it that simple. Probably Watkins, yeah. honestly. He looks great. Yeah. He's
0: six. Yeah, points. Leeds fixtures are a little weird coming up. Not that that really tells us anything because Leeds are the weirdest team in the league right now. Much respect to them. <laughs> um no but I think Watkins might serve to be yeah. slightly more consistent.
1: Eagles conceded in the last two is not awesome. Um uh, all right. Uh this is a classic question. Uh Sam Danby says, Wild card over the break to hit the price rises. Um, Or hold knowing there still could be a double game week at some point So if you still had a wild card And you had some issues to to resolve Would you wild card now or would you just hold off at this point?
0: Yeah, I think this break is a great time to wild card We talked about game week 9 being a pivot point Where Manchester United I mean, we haven't talked a ton about United Because their team is in a weird spot But they have Next week Yeah, they've got West Brom at Old Trafford in game week nine, followed by Southampton and West Ham. Then it's the Manchester Derby, Sheffield United leads. So it's a decent run for them. And despite the stress at the club, Bruno delivers for FPL. Rashford is liable to explode at any moment. So I think getting those players in that you probably don't have is is a good reason to wildcard. And look at Manchester City. They've got Spurs in game week nine. But after that, it's... Burnley and Fulham both at the Etihad great opportunities there are you going to catch any price rises Sam I don't I I I feel like we're not going to see a ton of action in the price market over the break because I don't know that beyond Chelsea I think Ziyech is probably the player that's going to see the most price action over the break but apart and maybe Chilwell but apart from that I don't think there's going to be a ton of action in the price market
1: Yeah, and I think especially this season, just with I think people are really tuning out during these international breaks even more than before, and so I don't I don't know if I feel like we're not seeing the same level of excitement um, in between these. I I feel like the really good stuff, the the conversation, you know, it feels like that that's still still seeing a lot of excitement on the matches, but it feels like the the international breaks are being treated kind of like. like a court mandated thing, you know, it's like, it's, I don't I, I feel like anyone's sweating the results of these too much. So, um, so I, I feel like, but, but and, and because of that, I think we'll just sort of check out on the premier mm-hmm. league and, and football for, for a couple of weeks. Um, last question is from Chris it just says, uh, is Grealish essential now? Would you advocate a minus four for anyone, um, to get him next game week?
0: I'm just looking at Villa's fixtures coming up: Brighton, West Ham, Newcastle, Wolves, Burnley. Jeez, well, these these are incredible fixtures for yeah, Villa. They really are. Sure, why not? Yeah, I mean, I think either, so too. Either, yeah. either burn for or get him going into game week ten. The choice I, is yours.
1: I know now it's hard for me to part with Watkins, and I because I have uh, Target and Martinez. I mean, it's part of me is tempted just to get to drop uh, Target just so I can bring in. Mm -hmm. um Grealish and I mean I probably won't do that because it feels like a waste of a transfer but it's it is tempting because I I think Grealish is absolutely worth a minus four
0: yeah Villa are Villa are I think Villa are going to be kind of controversial in that you still have to accept that they are a mid-table team and they will disappoint you greatly you know in random weeks but as we as we declared in our early season awards, they're the most valuable team because yeah. they offer great price points that sort of give them that flexibility to deliver one out of every three weeks.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what makes Watkins, and you know, I think it really was smart. If, if Smith was the one who really pushed for it, it was smart for Watkins to get that pen last week because it does seem like his his, his confidence got a real boost after that. And Um, yeah, I just think that, um, you know, I mean, Grealish kind of speaks for himself and, you know, I think Watkins, I mean, he's just like exactly what you want in a 6 million forward, right? It's just like he, he, high energy, um, plays 90 minutes every single match, you know, right at the front of the line, doesn't seem to sulk, you know, he's just like, I don't know. He's just like, he's kind of exactly what you'd hope to have. It seems like he's kind of, he fights for all 90 Mm -hmm. minutes, you know? And so you feel like he's going to, he's going to just scrap a few extra points this season just because of that
0: right right for sure yeah up the villa
1: let's do it and a prince williams team brandon all right <laughs> uh thank you for joining us we next week's pod will preview game week nine uh but uh yeah this is kind of fun I, I think it was a little little different nice to run through the awards you know mix it up a so little bit these
0: are, these are a big deal josh the awards people people we're placing speaking of bet online, futures bets, people are placing futures bets on who, who oh, yeah. is gonna win these awards. So this is this is kind of yeah. a big deal. We okay, did list so. these
1: on Bet Online before. So hopefully <laughs> hopefully we did listen five minutes before the pod started. So you know, I don't know if you got it or not.
0: All right, guys. So yeah, just a reminder, if you like what you hear, you want to say thank you to the cheaters, visit us at patreon.com slash always cheating and become a supporter of the podcast. What you get in return is just a ton more FPL content, including an extra podcast every week. Enter our uh, prize mini league. Also, our Slack chat forum t-shirts at the highest level of support. And we like to thank our producers every week. Josh, say hello to our producer patrons.
1: Trevor Ingerson, Mike DiPietro, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T, Big Gaffer, Bobas Kuhn, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland. Jazz Binning, you know, Brendan. I was in debate in high school, but uh, I don't. I'm not get to use my my quick talking voice very often anymore.
0: <laughs> Your micro machine man voice.
1: <laughs> Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Travis West. Victor Farberg, Skogang, Paul Hertzig, Kaya, Karstina Lang, Andy Porlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsey Rostel, Anton Markov at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson. Thank you for the note, Carrie. She was enjoying a gin and tonic. I, I, I almost did, and then I remembered I had some champagne uh, to, to finish. But uh, she was she was said she was celebrating last night too. Uh, Paul Paul Scanlon, Karen Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Pluno Stew, producer Matt, Michael Yuang, Bruce Kerr, Alper Paxoy, Nicholas Vernadakis, Sam Shower, Henry Banker, Will Husby, Rich Evans, and our newest producer patron, Bobby Styles. Thank you so much to everyone who supports the pod. If you want to find us, we are in all the usual places: Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Acast. You can certainly rate, review, and subscribe. All those things help to boost us. In the old the old mm-hmm. algorithm, Brandon, it's, it's like the cloud. I don't really know mm-hmm. what it is, but there's an <laughs> algorithm out there and it helps mm-hmm. people find the pod. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at hail Cheaters, Instagram, Facebook. You can email us gmail.com and you can visit us at always cheating.com for everything thank you for listening we will see you next week goodbye
0: Poku forever sweet Poku